Hemorrhoids can be a real pain in the butt, causing anal itching and burning and irritation. Get fast relief with all natural, doctor-developed and tested Anacool. Buy Anacool, A-N-A-C-O-O-L, on Amazon right now and save 15% with code WABC2024. He's been advisor to Presidents Clinton and Trump. And now, he's here to advise us all. Dick Morris is on 77 WABC. We have a musical version now of our slogan. Let's hear it, Diego. Make America great again. again. Stronger. Let's make America great again. Ooh, come on, people. Ooh, come on, people. I'm going to be with the president tonight and I'm going to play it for him. He hasn't heard it yet. I think he'll love it. I think he has just the right theme he likes himself and the need for him to become president to restore this country. Now, Hello, Dick Morris. Oh, hey, Doug DePiro. Yay. Yeah, I thought, was, I thought the guys fired me. No, no. It's good <laughs> to have you here. They forgot good. the call. How you doing? Okay, I'm doing well. Uh, it is <laughs> Doug's birthday yesterday. Uh-oh. He is 62 years old. Yeah, I feel every child. I'm 75. I feel every every motorcycle crash and diving off the cliff and football injury. I feel everything. <laughs> yeah, but stick with stuff that happened yesterday. Every motorcycle yeah. ride. <laughs> right. Um, so the consensus is that obviously Trump's indictment has helped him, not hurt him. Uh, right. The polling is unanimous about that. Uh, most have it as a 10-point bump in favor of Trump. That rhymes. Um, and the the media is playing it in a really weird way, the media perversity. They're saying that there's very bad news for the Republican Party, the worst news possible. Trump is ahead and Trump is likely to win. And that's terrible news because it means the Democrats can win the election because Trump yeah, okay. can't possibly win. <laughs> and that's the mindset. It's the mindset of the rhinos, the the Republicans who act as Democrats, who basically are in charge of the media. It's not really Democrats that run the media. It's rhinos that run it. Uh, really? The, well, the media says we're going to be fair. We're going to have Republicans in here, too. Yeah. Romney, Liz Cheney, you know, the usual. And right. uh, these rhinos come in, and they, then they're very subtle. They say, oh, uh, I like Trump, he's good, but uh, he can't win. He can't win the general. And uh, he lost in 2020, and he only barely won in 2016, and he doesn't have a prayer of winning in 2024. And what they're doing is really trying to disguise the good news for Trump of the surge that he's having by dressing it up as bad news, saying that, it, that he can't possibly win. And, Why, just because uh, they want to put somebody else in? Yeah, well, they, they want sure. to... Uh, yeah, of course, and they, they want to stop right. Trump any way they can. 
before Trump was indicted, it was, oh, wait till he gets indicted. Now that he's been indicted, it's, well, <laughs> this is really good news for us because Trump will win and he can't win the election, which is absolutely nonsense. nonsense. Trump lost in 20 uh, by four points. He's now six points ahead of Biden. So that's right. a 10-point turnaround. That's huge. And, uh, and, and even with the latest bump from the indictment, which puts him seven ahead, before that he was five ahead and had been five ahead every single month since 2021 when we abandoned Afghanistan. At that right. point, his poll numbers shifted and they haven't shifted back. So clearly Trump is in a dominant position going into November, but the media can't acknowledge that. And now what they're saying is, oh, stay tuned, wait for the real indictment. You know, the Bragg <laughs> indictment was probably unwise and it was kind of uh, weird that we did it uh, and we didn't really mean it and it's <laughs> not thoroughly grounded. But Bragg flew off the handle, shot off early and um, coming is the real indictment and ooh, that's going to destroy Trump. And what they mean by the real indictment is three cases. The Georgia case where they're claiming that when he called the Secretary of State in a tape-recorded call witnessed by all kinds of people and said, I want you to find all the votes you can, that that somehow or other was, a, was an invitation to commit voter fraud. Right. And that's what that's based so. on. It's insane. Yeah. And then the other indictment is the, uh, relates to the documents, the uh, archived documents. And the, originally they were going to indict Trump for taking archived classified documents from uh, the White House. But the problem is Biden did the exact same thing. So they politically can't go after Trump on this, so they're now going after him saying that he obstructed the grand jury investigation into whether he took classified documents from the White House. And the basis for that is that they said, uh, they said, give us your classified documents, and his lawyers did, and then they invaded the House and they found a couple of dozen more that they did not turn over, and they said that constitutes obstruction of justice, obstructing a grand jury investigation. Oh, very God. contrived, very far reached. And then they have the Hillary first. And then they have the January sixth uh, riot, uh, where they're trying to say that Trump induced it and inflamed it, even though he told people to go home and to be peaceful, and uh, he and he ordered he wanted or tried to order the National Guard out to prevent violence, but was blocked right. by Pelosi. So these are all indictments that have very little substance behind them, no more than brag. And uh, they're going to come and they're going to go. But the point is that by leading with the brag one, which is the shakiest of it, and which concerns uh, a tawdry payoff to Stormy Daniels, uh, they really make it hard for them to make these other indictments stick because people will say, oh, God, they're just at it again. And, the cry uh, wolf thing? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and uh, in, in this case, it's pretending to be the wolf. And, sure. um and I think that it's, it's really hurting them and undermining them. But there's one fundamental point that I want to make. These issues will not be resolved judicially. These issues will be resolved politically. Uh -huh. There is no chance that Donald Trump 
is ordered to not run for president or states are ordered to remove him from the ballot. Donald Trump is going to run and I believe is going to win and that's how these indictments will be resolved. It really does not matter if he's found guilty or innocent or the indictment is quashed or dropped or not because the the implication by the Democrats is, oh, nobody will vote for a convicted felon uh, for president. And that's, that's baloney. Of course they will. They voted for a guy who's been indicted, who's been impeached twice. And uh, th- that's not something that they obsess on, particularly because they've been following the details of it. And they know this is just a politically motivated persecution, prosecution, right. persecution. And they, they know that it's baloney. And because they know that, the political impact, of a conviction is not going to be great. It'll be a lot of headlines, but Trump will do just fine. And the Democrats are pretending that this will have a judicial resolution. The jury will rule, the judge will pound the gavel. That's nothing to do with it. No conviction can legally bar Trump from running for office. Uh, There's nothing in the Constitution that says he can't be in jail and get elected president. (laughs) Uh, The Constitution says you have to be 35 years old, you have to be a natural-born American, you have to have lived in the U.S. for at least 14 years, and then go ahead and run. And you can't add new qualifications to it without amending the Constitution. So this doesn't have a judicial remedy, uh, but it does have a clear political remedy. So um, give me a call. Let me know what you think. 800-848-9222. 800-848-9222. If See he goes to jail, they should paint the cell white. White? Why white? The white, the, like the White House, the white cell. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's good. That's good. Absolutely. <laughs> Painted like the Oval Office. <laughs> that's horrible. Yeah. Terrible thought. Thank you. Hemorrhoids can be a real pain in the butt, causing anal itching and burning and irritation. Get fast relief with all natural, doctor-developed and tested Anacool. Buy Anacool, A-N-A-C-O-O-L, on Amazon right now and save 15% with code WABC2024. It's Sunday, and you know what that means. Here's Dick Morris on 77 WABC. There's no better illustration of the left getting it completely backwards, completely upside down, than the issue of violence against trans people. Um, yes, it is terrible. There were 22, murder, 22 murders of trans people last year. And those crimes, those are hate crimes, and they should be vigorously, vigorously prosecuted. Yes. But come on, the Nashville shooting was not about that. The shooter was herself, himself, a trans person and uh, was obviously acting out against people that are trans. So now the media has completely flipped it and made the trans movement the victim and the straight people the perpetrators, even though it's the trans person that killed straight people. Oh, my God. And and they they, they just constantly obsess about this. Uh, they're turning the whole notion of boy meeting girl on its head. 
Terry Clark yeah, who sang this. Is, what? And there's only one person there when boy meets girl. Yeah, right. Uh, Terry Clark has uh, is is a little out of date in that. The thing that's cha- going to change him for the rest of his life is when boy becomes girl, right. and, and that that's what we're talking about these days. And and that's fine if that's a mature decision made by an right. adult or made right. by a person over eighteen. But to be made by a child, particularly somebody somebody just into puberty. Uh, is is outrageous, and right. for parental consent not to be required is worse, and even with parental consent, it should not be allowed. It's a form of child abuse. It's a form of, gen- of general mutilation. Wasn't uh, that against the law years ago? To like, you, you can't get a tattoo if you're under eighteen. I think, right? Yeah, I think. I'm not sure about that. Yeah, something like that. Yes, I but, know that. So, but the, uh, it, it's so crazy and. And, and it's injurious. Uh, in about a third of the cases, uh, when a girl changes into a boy, uh, she loses the capacity to have children. And, uh, and, the, and the psychological scars of that are huge. Now, the right. trans movement says that they're doing this to prevent suicides by trans people who feel that their gender identity, which is what they call it, does not right. comport with their biological identity. They think they're a girl and they, in fact, anatomically are a boy. Right. And that that causes suicides. But the studies have shown that the real cause of the suicide is being, being transed uh, at a very early age and then growing up and realizing that you're you pretending mistake. to be what you're not. Yeah. Right. Well, uh, you know, not to repeat myself, but Bill Maher said it best. He goes, when I was a kid, I was eight years old, I wanted to be a pirate. Thank God they didn't cut my leg off, put the wooden (laughs) thing, and and take my eye out with a patch. (laughs) Yeah. Right? You got that right. Um, But but what's happening now is the propaganda for trans uh, is so huge. Uh, The media is trying to make trans the new thing. Yeah, and right. they're doing that to try to protect people who are currently trans, and uh, and they're pushing that hard. My objection to that is it belittles and destroys feminism. Uh, it basically right. says that uh, that girls have no rights compared to boys who become girls, and uh, in, it shows up most blatantly in athletic competition. And I think that it's essentially reversal of feminism. There have been two great areas of social progress that we can be proud of in the post-World War II era. One is civil rights and the other is feminism. Uh-huh. In civil rights, we banned discrimination. We made the races both equal in participation in politics. And uh, that was great. And we're reversing that now with federal policies that give aid to blacks but not to whites. Um, Most prominent among these is in California, where Gavin Newsom, the governor, wants to run for president. And he's just passing a bill now to give every black person in California a check for $360,000. Oh, my God. Because their great, 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 go back eight eight greats, grandfather might have been a slave or grandmother. And the... 
but this is explicitly for blacks only. And there are all kinds of new federal programs for blacks only. Whites need not apply. Uh, when we had the pandemic, the restaurant rescue funds, where they were helping establishments that couldn't get customers in the lockdowns, was right. was given first to not to white to non-whites, and only when that money ran out, were they only when the the demand ran out, were they able to give it to white people. And by the right. time most Forget white about people the got it, content of your character. Yep, and most white people uh, never got money because it was spent on people of color. Huh. But the second big change is the rights of women, women to participate in politics, women to uh, head households, women to s- compete in sports, funding ma- male and female sports evenly. And now that's completely distorted. And trans people have definitely gotten superiority over women. And uh, women used to be under men, and now they're third in the pecking order. It's men, transgender women, and then real women. And they, th- th- this whole elevation of transgender non-conforming people to victim status, to romantic uh, uh, celebrity status. Look at this, this woman man, Dylan Mulvaney, um, a, a, a girl who became a boy. And, right. uh, he, she is uh, celebrated all over, uh, commercially promoting uh, the new fad, Bud Light. Put the, put, oh, she's the one on the Bud Light? Yeah, right. Oh, but Aunt so, Jemima offended people when she was on the syrup thing. Yeah, that's right. But that don't was, buy Bud was, Light. I mean, it, it, we have to use our power in the marketplace right. to, uh, to assert our desire not to be forced to change. Right. We have to realize no. that the whole gay movement, which was a very justified one, founding, founded upon individual choice and individual freedom, and became converted into a style, uh, into, a, uh, into a cachet, uh, all of the great fashions and the great actors and the great plays and the great actresses uh, were basically increasingly gay. A play like the Book of Mormon that I hated that basically makes Mormons out to be evil because they were thought to be anti-gay. And uh, that's happening now with trans. Uh, the cultural change because the guys who write the movies, the women and men who write the movies, who write the ads who figure out the sporting events, who design the fashions and all of that, the movies, are all people who either themselves are trans or gay or highly sympathetic to that and want to do everything they can culturally to right. influence us. You know, Dick, when I, when I, growing up, I was in advertising from 17 to almost 40 and there were gay guys all over the place, and they were regular guys, and they didn't like the ones that got flamboyant because they said, oh, you know, it, it never bothered me a bit. It's when they get in your face it bothers me. Don't get my face about it. I, you're a good guy. Yeah, I'm okay with that. There's the problem, getting in your face. Yeah, and, and in a sense, proselytizing. Yeah. Uh, and and that, that's really what is the key dividing line. Uh, mm. People who are gay say that they're not proselytizing, they're just living a normal life. And generally, that's true. 
but uh, but when the media goes on a rampage like they're doing now to promote transgender people and uh, encouraging it, I think that that's a serious mistake. Biden has, has announced a policy about athletics, which basically I think is fairly sensible. He says that in each sport and each year, they should use the, the, the educational authorities should use their judgment as to whether women can compete against men. Uh, it says that if they're in early grades, elementary school and all that, there's no reason not to. But when they get to be older and the biological differences kick in, it obviously oh, yeah. is unsafe and unfair and shouldn't happen. And I thought that that was one of the few sensible things coming from this administration. Um, but I think that uh, that fundamentally the whole effort here is to propagandize us and to make I us... I have a feeling, uh, Dick, I, I, I really believe this, this is my opinion, that it's less the gay people doing this and it's more the, you know, the liberals that just want to be on their side type of thing. I, I, I don't know that for a fact, but I think that's part of it. Uh, statistically, gays are... Nine point seven percent of the population, right? And uh, and this is is I think at some level a political effort to um, to ratify the trans right. population. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, we'll be back in a few moments, and we're going to talk about China and gold and the dollar. Clowns to the left of me, jokers to the right. Here I am, stuck in the middle with you. Yes, I. Let's go to Daniel in the Bronx. Hi, Daniel. Hello, Daniel. Okay, let's go to Joe in Brookhaven. Brooklyn, Brookhaven. Hey, good morning. Hi. Happy Easter. Thank you. Same you to you. Can you hear me? Yep. Oh, good, yeah. Uh, just touching on what you said, 76 million votes for President Trump. Why don't the rhino establishment get behind this man? Uh, they tried to humiliate him for what? For loving America? Every Republican should endorse him and get behind him. And I believe in you until you can blow out a light bulb. You'll never believe that Bi- me, that Biden got 81 uh, million votes. So let's get behind him because whoever runs against President Trump, I'm a MAGA 100 percent. We will not vote. We will write in for President Trump. We will not back you. And go ahead, DeSantis, because if you lose in the primary, you may not even win uh, governorship again. Yeah. I, I can tell you that. And, and Mr. Morris, uh, November 12th, 15th, after Trump was elected, he tried to put an olive branch out and bring the country together. He said, let the Clintons go. They suffered enough. Yeah. And you know what they've done. That was one Clinton. of the bad decisions Trump made, pardoning the Clintons and uh, and not giving, not pursuing an investigation of them. Right. I think that was terrible. Um, now, I want to talk a little bit about China because there's a lot of, uh, lot of discussion about them and they really are our major adversary. Let's first understand that the fundamental challenge that China does gives to the United States is not really military, it's financial. And it relates to the and they are going in a full court press now to replace the dollar with gold. 
Let's hear about gold. So what's going on now is there are a group of countries called BRICS, B-R-I-C-S, Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa. And they're joined by a number of countries whose names don't fit into the acronym, like Turkey and a few others. (laughs) 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 BRICS. You're going to try it, though. Yeah. But they, uh, Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa, and they are basically saying we're not going to put up with the dollar dominating the international currencies. Oh. We insist that other currencies and gold and the Chinese yuan, their currency in China, have supremacy over the dollar or at least parity over the dollar. And uh, we, we fundamentally need to understand the nature of that challenge. Uh, the, what they're attempting to do is to reduce the dollar to uh, just one of a number of currencies so that when the United States borrows money, that is to say prints money, uh, it can do so at, at, at will, no problem. It doesn't need anybody's permission. But if China wants to do that or if Russia wants to do that, they first have to change their rubles or yuan into dollars. And then once it's in dollars, denominated in dollars, they then can go ahead and borrow money. And that means that basically the U.S. can print money and create a budget deficit, a national debt, simply by at will. And the other countries are saying that that's unfair, unreasonable, inappropriate. And... I think that here I believe that we should listen to the words of Senator Phil Graham. I don't have him on tape, but if I did, I'm not sure you'd believe it anyway. Uh, In his big, wonderful Texas drawl, he said, It is very important that when the lion lies down with the lamb, that the United States of America be the lion. And I think he needs subtitles for that. <laughs> and and oh I, think that, I think that the point is that the U.S. has used its global hegemony very constructively. We haven't enslaved people. We haven't tyrannized the world. We haven't right. attempted to tell everybody what kind of government they can have. We've tolerated diversity in religion, in government, in economics. And right. uh, we got that power right after World War II. And we probably should keep it. But the BRICS countries say, hey, we're entitled to that too. We need that ability. And what China's doing is going around the world buying up allies, uh, going to countries, third world countries mainly in Africa, and saying, hey, you need a new airport. And the leader of the country says, no, we don't. We don't have that much travel. And they said, oh, we think you do. We're going to lend you $5 billion to build an airport. And uh, you can take the $5 billion in cash. Do you want it in singles or tens or hundreds? 
<laughs> and, uh, and spend it as you want, which means basically spend a couple of pennies on the airport and keep several billion in your Swiss bank account. Nice. And it's a loan from China to that country. And what, in fact, it is, is to that dictator. Now, we got ourselves into a tremendous problem internationally in the 1970s when Citibank and Chase and the various mega banks went around Africa handing out loans with the same kind of idea. Their idea was more benign. They really wanted to help agriculture and the economy. But the effect was the same. The dictators pocketed the money. And they never paid back the loans. They never intended to pay back the loans. And the third world became hobbled by the debt that the dictators accrued for them. And now it's saying the exact same thing. And China wants them to be hobbled because if they're hobbled and dependent, China owns them and controls them. And that's their strategy. They call it the Bridge and Road Initiative. They're going to every country and telling them how much money they need and giving it to the dictator and knowing that that will buy their loyalty in the future. So they're doing that and they're attempting to control the currency markets of the world. Uh, But we have to understand how vulnerable China is. Uh, China is, first of all, China is totally dependent on oil. It produces 5 million barrels a day, and it consumes 15 million barrels a day. China. China. Uh, The U.S. produces about 18 million barrels a day, and the U.S. consume about 18 million barrels a day and produces about 12. But we get the oil from friends like Canada and Europe and Britain and so on, Mexico, uh, so it's not a problem. And we're about to become oil independent if Trump gets back. But China is totally dependent on the world for oil. And one of the things in the BRICS countries is the first two BRICS, Brazil and Russia, produce a lot of oil. India and China produce very little oil and consume a vast amount. So BRICS is really an effort by Russia and Brazil to sell their oil to India and China. And they want it because that way they can have a market and they need China want it because that way they get the gold. Another brick in a wall. Yeah, that's right. And that, that underscores the motivation for this. But the key vulnerability of China is its dependence upon the United States. The U.S. economy functions largely because Americans buy products in the U.S. made in America, made in China, and made all over the world. 68% of our GDP, of our total economy, is spent on domestic consumption, things that we American people buy, not industries, not businesses, not governments. We people buy, 68%. In China, it's only 38%. 62% of Chinese sales are to outside of the country. And that means that they're dependent on those customers outside of the country. The U.S. is independent. If there were no foreign trade, the U.S. would be okay. China would starve to death. And that's their key vulnerability. Um, China gets 20% of its economy from exports. We get 10%. So 
we are independent of the rest of the world and China is totally dependent on the rest of the world. So when China throws its weight around and we worry about their acquiring ascendancy in the world, we have to realize that fundamentally China is weak and is weakened by its own dependence. Now, they feel that by propping up Russia, which produces vastly more oil than it consumes because their economy sucks, they can kind of annex Russia and take their oil and use it to fill their own deficit. At some point, I would not be surprised if China and Russia, in effect, merge because China's need for oil is overwhelming and Russia's need to sell their oil is overwhelming and the West is increasingly refusing to buy Russian oil. So they're stuck with all this oil and no way to convert it into money unless they can find a customer and in China, they've got a ready customer there. But... All of this is to make the fundamental point that oil is the power in the world. Oil is what confers power on nations, not military strength these days, but oil. And the United States is in a position to dominate the world's oil market. Uh, We currently are number one in oil production, about 12 million barrels a day, followed by Russia at about 10, followed by Saudi Arabia at about 9. Uh, but Trump can, will increase that to 18 or 20 million barrels a day. Bring and when that happens, what? And that'll kill Russia, right? It will, he'll kill, bring the cost down, and that'll destroy Russia. It, it will, because they won't make any money, and right. uh, everybody will buy their oil from the United States, not from Russia. Mm. And uh, it'll totally destroy BRICS, and if China is dependent on Russia for its oil, it'll destroy China too. Everything relates to being able to increase our oil production. And that's why this green agenda that wants to get rid of fossil fuels is so dangerous. Because really it's not about the environment. It's about weakening and crippling the United States. We see our country as having... Why do want to do that? Well, because they... Well, all kinds of reasons, but... I know. One world order type of thing. The point is that we see uh, oil as... good part of the United States and very important product and dominant in a couple of states. In fact, it's the key to our international power. And when the green movement stops us from producing oil and Biden goes along with it, we feel the effect in an increase in prices at the pump. But the world feels the impact by freeing it from the United States and giving other countries a chance to gain on us. And that's why we have got to elect Trump and resume our domination of the world oil market. So when we come back, we'll talk about the dollar itself being under assault and whether the dollar is going to live or whether it will be superseded by gold, the yuan, or Bitcoin. And we'll talk about that in some depth when we come back. Hi, it's Ernie Anastas. You know, your thoughts can affect how you feel, and how you feel can impact your thoughts. Addressing your mind and body connection is the key to improving your overall wellness. Bergen Newbridge Medical Center is the largest hospital in New Jersey, providing comprehensive, equitable, compassionate, and high-quality emergency inpatient and outpatient medical care, plus mental health services and substance use disorder treatment. The Bergen Newbridge team can address your total health needs in one convenient location. Call 201-225-7130 for an appointment or newbridgehealth.org. The Dick Morris Show. 
He's been advisor to Presidents Clinton and Trump. And now, he's here to advise us all. Dick Morris is on 77 WABC. Clowns to the left of me, jokers to the right. Here I am, stuck in the middle with you. Yes, Let's go to Tony in Clifton. Hey, Tony. Hi. Happy Hi. Easter, gentlemen. Thank so you. I just wanted to I wanted to say quickly, Dick, that I do believe there's two things I want to say. I do believe that President Trump's litigation will be settled politically. I just think the way they're tending to go now, it just seems like there's no judicial uh parity here. I think they're just right. gonna be looking to do a political it's a thing. Number number two, I I have noted that in this game of woke or Biden, I call it woke-opoly, whatever is going on, there's always something else happening. And I've been looking at what the Biden administration is doing worldwide. And they have been going all over Africa. The whole administration has had different trips, either ha- which recently happened. Vice President Harris will be going. Um, Blinken will be going. Yellen will be going. And it's to... Quote, to um, advance shared efforts of security and economic prosperity. So this is, this really caught my eye because I think it's showing this whole world order system. Africa is rich in so many things anyway. And the 2024 election, let's get more voters with this. So what do you think? Well, I think that uh, Africa is clearly a rich area for natural resources. Um, but... I think that that in terms of the politics of the 24 election, there is a concerted effort here by the Democrats to buy the black vote and to buy it by programs that allegedly are for reparations because of slavery. Uh, the uh, Gavin Newsom is pushing this in California, and originally the commission that's discussed that's going to set the rate or suggest the rate to the legislature, which will rubber stamp it said that the, the US, that California should give every black citizen a check for $200,000. And then the committee came back and said, no, that's inadequate. It should be $360,000. And God knows where they end up. The cost of this is now estimated to be $700 billion, um, which would be a very heavy lift for the United States, but an impossible lift for California. But Newsom says, we'll just borrow the money on Wall Street. And they will. And they'll be able to borrow it. And the concept here is political. Newsom wants to be the Democratic candidate for president. And he knows that the first primary is in South Carolina, where 60% of the Democratic primary vote is black. So he's passing a bill to bribe blacks. And at the moment, he can only do it in California, but he's planning to advocate it nationally and give them a direct financial incentive to vote for him in the primaries. And it's cynical, it's corrupt, it should be illegal, but it's not. And the California legislature will probably rubber stamp it. And uh, it's it's absolutely obscene. Um, Now, the dollar itself is under tremendous assault. The percent of the world's wealth that's in dollars used to be 75%. In 2000, now it's only 60%. So there's a major move away from the dollar. And a big part of that is the Biden-induced inflation, that 
that diminishes the value of the dollar and the growth of substitutes, gold is leading among them. And uh, also Bitcoin. In the United States, 45 million people, 13% of the population own Bitcoin. This is not some fringe thing. It's, it's got major, major lift in the United States. And uh, that, is pro- that is promoting the idea of moving away from the dollar. Now, what the central banks are going to do is they're going to digitalize the dollar. The thing called GICB, government-issued digital currency, GIDB, and uh, DC, GIDC. <laughs> and the idea is that when you get your paycheck, you're not going to be able to cash it for cash. You'll get a debit card like the bank gives you for your account. And uh, the debit card will give you the ability to draw on the money you have on deposit in the bank and spend it as you wish. But the point is it'll all be electronic. It'll all be encoded, which means every every dime you spend will be accessible by the authorities to to scrutinize, to monitor, to subpoena. The IRS could get a list of everything you ever spend uh, down to a newspaper. Uh, You couldn't use cash anymore. Um, You want to buy chewing gum, cigarettes, newspapers. It's all going to be there in your digital account. Motorcycles? Motorcycles, too. And Hmm. you have, can you imagine, we, we have a situation now in the U.S. where a lot of banks are refusing to do business with conservative groups. Uh, They won't let them open checking accounts. They certainly won't make them loans. And if this happens, the the banks and the banking system can basically expel anybody it wants and not let them participate. In the old days, in the Middle Ages, the Pope ran the world because he could excommunicate anybody he wanted. And that means they couldn't get the sacraments and they wouldn't go to heaven. But now we don't do that, but we do excommunicate them from the financial system. And this gives the Federal Reserve Board and the governments the power to do that. Now, in China, they're doing it constantly. They have 140 million people who uh, have digital currencies and can't use cash. And uh, they are required to spend only digital currency. And the government keeps close track of what they're spending. And it uses that to develop what's called a political reliability score that tells, that, like our credit rating, it tells the government if they're politically loyal, if their kids deserve to go to college, if they should live in a good apartment, if they could be allowed to fly or even use a train. And their lives are totally crippled if they have a low political reliability score. And this instrument for tyranny is coming to the United States. Uh, There is now a pilot program, and you know what that means, uh, run by the Fed in the New York York Fed. And uh, they are working with Wells Fargo, Citibank, and MasterCard to issue digital currency. It's a 12-week experiment. And I think at the end of it, they're going to say, oh, this is a great success. We want to do it in the whole country. 
And the, the Who's they do exactly? it. What? Who's doing this exactly? The, the New York Federal Reserve Board, the uh-huh. New York Federal Reserve Bank, and right. cooperating with Citibank, Wells Fargo, and MasterCard. And from the banker's point of view, yeah, this is more efficient. They they won't have to handle cash. They can do everything on in digitally, and right. it'll result in faster, less expensive transactions. But the potential for abuse and tyranny here is unbelievable. And the establishment says, oh, we never use it for that. But yes. you look at what they're doing now for ideology, uh, you know, cutting off conservative groups, cutting down their checking accounts. And it's easy to see how the system could be used to penalize us for excess fossil fuel consumption or for buying guns or for buying cigarettes or for engaging in any transaction the establishment doesn't want us to engage in. One of our major freedoms in the U.S. that we don't think we take for granted is that when we cash our paycheck and we put the green stuff in our wallet, we can spend that anywhere we want, with no accountability and entirely up to us. Right. Under this system, you could only spend it digitally. The government will keep track of it, and oh it will be public information. You spend your whole paycheck drinking in a bar, it's going to be listed there. Uh, and, the, and, and it also is, first of all, the government can sell this data to anybody to market their products. The IRS and the uh, other agencies can subpoena this data and use it wow. to prosecute you. Uh, wow. you your good. rights of self, your rights against self-incrimination will be gone because this will all be a matter of public record. And this is coming soon to our neighborhood. Uh, I believe that before. The, I believe the before the Biden administration, in the epitome of it, yeah. And I think before the Biden administration leaves office, hopefully early, they will do this nationally. Uh, they, can't, they won't be able yet to ban cash. They won't be able yet to say that you have to use digital currency. But I do think they'll make it available and they'll give people a choice. And then they'll incentivize digital currency. And well, then Trump they'll penalize people to, that don't do it. Trump will be able to reverse it, wouldn't he? Yes, he will. Uh, right. Frankly, I've been having a hard time getting his attention about this. Uh, he, I know. It's, it, it's kind of abstract for him. DeSantis, right. on the other it. hand, has has uh, announced that he's putting a bill in the legislature in Florida that prohibits Floridians from using government-issued digital currency right. in order to stop this from happening. So he's out ahead on this. And uh, it's something we all have to pay attention to. So... We're facing parallel threats to our freedom from abroad, from China and the BRIC countries that uh-huh. want to take over from the dollar, and domestically from the banks and the government that want to also sideline the dollar and make it all digital currency. Um, so it's a, it's a serious issue. Um, anybody want to talk about that? Any calls, guys? This is why we listen to you, Dick Morris. Yeah, we're good. Diego? Well, I have no choice. Okay, yeah. Good.
Let's go to Nick in Queens. Good. Hi, Nick. Hi, hi, uh, Mr. Morris and Doug Bonabasqua. You know, hey, Dick, I, I um, what I'm worried about is if uh, Trump gets through all of this lynch mob uh, litigation, are we going to meet these Democrats at the, at the goalpost here and and uh, fight them with this early voting, or are they going to do what they did to us last time? I mean, no, do we have plans in, in, in yeah, motion? We, we do, but one of our plans is not to fight early voting, but to win at it. Right. Uh, early voting is here to stay, and there's nothing wrong with it. And we should treat every day like it's election day. Same right. thing with mail-in voting. The big problem we have with this stuff is not just that they use it to steal, and we think we can stop that, but more importantly, that we don't play the game. The Republican Party doesn't do that. We wait until election day to vote. We go in person to vote. We spurn those who come by and say, why don't you just mail it in? And the result, is, and it isn't like one vote doesn't matter where you cast it. The strategy the Democrats used this past year to win the Senate seat in Arizona and the governorship is they had all the Democrats vote early and vote by mail. So the only people online at the polling booth were Republicans. And then the machines misfired, they ran out of ink, the lines got too long, and the and basically everybody went home and didn't vote. And that's what they're planning to do this time. So but don't we, uh, fight early voting. Win at it. Right. Well, thank you. This was fun. We need Dick Morris. Hemorrhoids can be a real pain in the butt, causing anal itching and burning and irritation. Get fast relief with all natural, doctor-developed and tested Anacool. Buy Anacool, A-N-A-C-O-O-L, on Amazon right now and save 15% with code WABC2024.